Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, if you start reading from verse number 12, the Bible says wisdom is a defense, as money is a defense, okay? But the excellence of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to those who have it. Wisdom is a defense. Money is also a defense. In other words, when you have money, certain people will not mess with you. That's what the Bible is basically saying. The Bible doesn't like people to be poor. You have the option you can be poor, but that's a different story. But the Bible is saying that wisdom, when you have wisdom, in other words, when you are able to apply knowledge, it says wisdom is a defense. Because you know, and you know how to apply. Wisdom is a defense, and money, as money is a defense, but the excellence of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to those who have it. The Bible is telling us a number of things in this verse of the scripture. The first thing the Bible is telling us is number one. The Bible is telling us that you are defenseless when you lack wisdom. In other words, when you don't know, people can take advantage of you. All right? When you don't know something, somebody who knows will take advantage of you. That's what the Bible is saying. You become defenseless when you don't know. Number two, the Bible is telling us that as long as you are defenseless, your life can be easily wasted because you lack wisdom. Since you don't know, you can do things that will endanger your life. You can do things that will not make you live long. You can do things that will make you to do things that will, that will cut off the blessings of God in your life. That is what the Bible is saying. It's saying that wisdom, if you don't have it, the first thing that will happen is that you become defenseless. And if you become defenseless, it will, you can be easily wasted. Number three, what the Bible is telling us is that wisdom gives life to those who have it. In other words, the more wiser you are, the more productive you become. The wiser you are, the more you know things that will benefit you. The wiser you are, the more you are able to go to places that is able to bless you. People will not be able to cheat you. Things that will destroy other people will not be able to destroy you because you are wise. Okay, that's what the Bible simply tells us. Wisdom gives lies. But by implication, the Bible is saying lack of wisdom will bring you death. That's what the Bible is basically telling us. Because if wisdom brings life, it means that if you don't have wisdom, you are as good as dead. Not possessing wisdom will kill you. Because if you don't know the difference between what a particular medication will do for you and what another medication will do for you, you may end up poisoning yourself in the process. Not because somebody wants to kill you, but because you don't know, you will end up killing yourself. So, not possessing wisdom, the Bible is basically saying lack of wisdom will bring you death. And that is one of the things I want to talk about this very morning, this morning. Have you ever wondered why many believers who attend church regularly, many believers who are doing everything possible to serve God, many believers who are doing everything possible to provide for themselves, provide for their family, but for some reason, things don't work out. 
Have you ever wondered? Have you ever wondered a person who tries to raise his children in the way of the Lord, who tries to live for the Almighty God, but for some reason the children turn out the way she doesn't want, or the family turns out goes in, and goes in the direction that doesn't want? Have you ever wondered what is behind it? Have you ever wondered why it seems that there is an invisible barrier that you see that you have difficulty crossing? You try as much as possible to be able to get certain things done, but you find that there's something is pulling you back. You are able to, you start doing some work, you start doing some work, start gathering some money, all of a sudden something comes up and scatters that particular money. Have you ever wondered why some good people, nice people, good church people, they are not committing any sin that is sin for any man, but for some reason, bad things always happen to them. Why? Why is it that they are not able to break through? Other people are doing the same business that they are doing. Those people are making progress, but they are not able to make progress. Why is it that they, they, they put in a lot of effort, they pray, they fast, they do all these things, but they are, yet they are not able to break free from a particular debilitating sin, or they are not able to break from a particular disease? Why? What is it that holds people down? Okay? One of the things that I want you to understand is this. As long as the people of God, okay, as long as the people of God, do not understand some of the things that goes on behind the scene. You will find out that it is very, very, it will be very, very difficult for them to be able to move forward. The thing is that a lot of us have been taught that when things do not go right for us, we are taught that we should go and look for answers in the house of experts. Okay? If you have a problem in your, in a, when it comes to using your technology, you go to the technology expert. If you have a problem with your medical issue, you go to the medical expert. If you have a problem in the relationship, you go to the shrink or you go to people, marriage expert. Somebody will help you. But for some reason, for some reason, many, it has never occurred to the people, even in the church, to seek spiritual help when they have spiritual issues. They don't know. They have a problem and they try every solution and forget the most important solution, which is the spiritual solution to their problem. In other words, we have been conditioned to overlook the spiritual factors of life. We assume that life happens and there is no spiritual element. When issue is going on in our life, the last thing that most believers will think about is the spiritual reasons for what is happening to them physically. Many of them don't even, even think about it. Many of us are in the church don't even imagine that there's a spiritual implication to the situation that is happening in our finances, the situation that is happening in the place of war, or situation that is happening in the in, in life of our family, in the life of our children. We don't even think about it. As a result, many of us, especially in the church, have become completely ignorant of the spiritual dimension of things as it pertains to our lives. We have become so ignorant that the enemy has now decided to take advantage of us and to steal the blessings that God has purposed for his own people. And the Bible tells us the book of Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 5, you start reading from verse number 13. It says, therefore my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Because they don't know. They have been taken into captivity. Their honorable men are famished. And their multitude dry up with thirsts. Therefore Sheol has enlarged itself and opened its mouth beyond measure. Their glory and the multitude and their pomp. And he who is jubilant shall descend into it. In other words, the Bible is telling us that many are held down. Many are not making progress in life. Many are held captive because, because simply they have no knowledge of spiritual things going on. 
They don't know that the enemy is active. Hell is busy sucking up lives because people don't know what is going on in the spiritual realm. Satan is taking advantage of the members of the church, taking advantage of believers, many because they are ignorant of the operation of Satan in their lives. Many are having difficulty to be, you know, the enemy is, is having a field day, just sucking up their blessings and, and denying them of the things that God has made available just because they don't know. Because if you don't know, the enemy will eat your lunch. And the enemy has been eating so many lunches free of charge. And most people don't know. And the Bible tells us in the book of Hosea. Hosea chapter 4. If you start reading from verse number 6, the Bible says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Why? Because they have rejected knowledge. I also will reject you from being priest unto, for being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the laws of, God, of, of your God. I will also forget your children. That is a very, very terrible, terrible statement. Just like in Isaiah chapter 5, Hosea is telling us, number one, that if you, sorry, tell us number one, that ignorance will lead to destruction in your life. If you don't know, you will be destroyed. Hosea is telling us, number two, that ignorance is the result of the rejection of the knowledge of God. In other words, it's not because God did not tell us. God has always told us that the enemy is active. He has always told us that the enemy is after our soul. He's after, he's after the things that he has made available over us. But many of us are ignorant because we reject the knowledge of God. The Bible says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they have rejected knowledge. They have rejected the knowledge of God. Number three, Hosea is trying to let us to understand that ignorance hinders your relationship with the Almighty God. When you don't know, you cannot relate. It's the same thing in your relationship in life. It's the same thing with your relationship with your friend. It's the same thing in your relationship at, 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 the, at the place of work. If you don't know how to, if you, are, if, you are, if you are ignorant about the behavior of your partner, ignorant about the behavior of your friend, ignorant about the behavior of your, of your co-worker, you will always have problems. It hinders relationship. And that is what the Bible is telling us. And finally, number four, Hosea is telling us, ignorance not only stops in your life, it affects the lives of generations to come. Okay? Ignorance does not stop in your life. It moves into a generation. It has a generational impact. And that's why the Bible says, it says, because you have forgotten the laws of your God, I will also forget your children. Which means the things that you fail to do has a way to impact the lives of your children. If you don't know how to pray, it will impact the life of your children. So you see, many of the issues that many are facing today can be traced to our ignorance. Many of the problems that we see in the church today, many of the problems you see in the family, many of the problems you see at the place of work, many of the problems you see in your finances, if you go back and you trace it correctly, it goes back to ignorance, not knowing. And because you don't know, you get yourself in trouble. Many of the challenges in the life of believers today can be traced to the fact that they do not know what is happening behind the scene. They do not know what is going to be in the spiritual. And I want you to understand that the impact of a man's ignorance is directly related to what he does not know. The impact is directly related to what you don't know. In other words, how far, you know, the impact, you know, how your life, the, the impact of ignorance upon your life depends on what you do not know. Well, let me give you an example. If you don't know much about money management, you understand? If you don't know much about money management, you are still going to be alive. You may still love your wife. Your wife may still love you. 
depending on you know if you marry who you marry. But that's a different story. <laughs> but if you don't, if you don't know how to manage money, if you don't have a problem managing money, you may still be able to enjoy some of the good things of life. But you will be broke because you don't know how to manage it. If you don't know how to manage relationship, you may be rich. You may be getting promotion at work, but you may end up being alone because nobody wants to stay with you because you have a very nasty attitude. You get the idea. So it's a function of which area of your life that you do not know. That is why the impact of your ignorance, well, will, the impact that ignorance has upon your life depends on what you do not know. Now, my brothers and sisters, I want you to listen very carefully. One area of your life where ignorance is extremely dangerous, extremely costly, and extremely, you know, vital is the area of your spiritual life. You cannot be ignorant when it comes to your spiritual life because it affects everything. It affects everything. And the interesting thing is that in our culture today, that is the one area that we are told don't pay attention to. The area that covers everything, the area that determines everything, that is the area that our culture has successfully convinced many of us to neglect because they say it is not important. Many do not even entertain a discussion on the issue of spirituality. They consider it to be true, you know, they consider that discussion to be beneath them. It is not, you know, it is not, it is not sophisticated enough for their sophisticated minds. Spirituality is just beneath them. And they are convinced that only the things that they can see, only those things matter. The things that you don't see, the things like God, the things like Jesus, things like being born again is for people who are ignorant. That is what we have been convinced to believe. But the Bible tells us something. If you look at the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, if you read from verse number 18, the Bible tells us there. It says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. In other words, the Bible is saying that the, the spiritual things that you see, they are the things that are permanent. The things that are physical, they are not permanent. They go away. The Bible repeated the same statement in the book of Hebrews. If you read Hebrews chapter 11, reading from verse number 3, the Bible says, For by faith we understood that the world was formed by the word of God. So that the things which you now see are made from the things which are not visible. In other words, the things that you are seeing right now, they are made from the things that you cannot even touch. And that is why. Before the chairs that came, before the chairs that you are sitting on came to life, somebody thought about it. It was something intangible. Before the clothes, the design of the clothes that you are wearing right now, before it came about, it was in the mind of something. What you find that spiritual things are more real than the physical things. But most people don't understand that. And that's why I'm telling you all this. I'm telling you all this, number one, because I want you to understand that the reality of the spiritual if we are going to prosper, if we are going to move forward as an individual, as a family, and as a church, we must understand the reality of the spiritual. There is a physical world and there is a spiritual world. Whether you believe it or you don't believe it, it doesn't matter. Number two, why I'm telling you this? I'm telling you this because the spiritual life, the spiritual life impacts the physical. What is happening in the spirits affects what you see in the physical. If everything happens very well in the spirit, you will see that you move forward in the physical. But if you are bound in the spirit, you cannot move forward in the physical. No matter who is praying for you. 
you will not be able to move forward. Number three, why I'm telling you this? I'm telling you this because physical problems in life, the physical problems that most people have, they have spiritual undertone. There is a spiritual root to all the problems that you see physically. And I'll give you an example. The Bible tells us in the book of Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13, the Bible tells us that Jesus was teaching in the synagogue. And on the Sabbath, a woman approached him. This woman had infirmity for 18 years. Let's start reading from verse number 10. The Bible says, And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together bound together and could not lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But that is not the end of the story. Verse number 14. And the rulers of the synagogue answered in, with indignation say, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. And they said unto the people, There are six days in which you can come for healing. Don't come on the Sabbath. We are closed. Doctor's office doesn't open on Sunday. But you know, since days you can come, don't come on Sunday. And Jesus Christ then answered him and said, You hypocrites, do you do, do not each of you on the Sabbath day lose your ox and your ass? Not ass, ass, you know, like donkey. <laughs> lose your donkey from the store and head him <laughs> and head him away to water it. Okay? Now look at verse number 16. He said, Ought not this woman? Being the daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, lo, these 18 years, they lose from his bound on the Sabbath day. Basically, Jesus was saying that you people are just one fool, you are full of it. You will take your horse to go and drink water on Sunday, but you don't want people to be healed. Okay? But basically, the Lord is saying that there is a, the Bible is telling us that, that there is a woman who had infirmity 18 years. That means she was sick for 18 years. And the Bible said that the nature of her sickness was such that she could not stand straight. She was, she was, she was kind of bent over. The Bible said that she was bent over for 18 years. In other words, she could not walk straight. And when Jesus saw her, Jesus healed her, and the Bible makes us to understand she was able to stand straight. But I want you to pay attention to verse number 16. The Bible tells us in verse number 16, he said, ought not this woman, being a daughter of, the, of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, Lo, these 18 years been loose from this bound on the Sabbath day. In other words, Jesus is saying that this particular woman, though you see her that she's bound, you see her that she cannot walk up straight, you think it's a physical problem, but Jesus is saying that this woman, the reason she's not able to stand straight is because the devil has tied her down for 18 years. In other words, people saw this woman, they saw that she had a problem. They knew that she could not stand straight. But they, did, but, but they could not know, they did not know the reason why she could not stand straight. But Jesus was able to see into the spiritual. And Jesus saw that the reason this woman was having difficulty standing straight was because the enemy has tied her down. The Bible says that the Lord Jesus Christ saw that. And because he saw that, the Lord Jesus Christ said, that particular lady should stand straight and be released. The fact that the people around her could not see the chains does not mean that the chains was not there. The fact that they could not see that the enemy has tied her down does not mean that the enemy is not in operation. The fact that the doctors have called it a special name, they have called, they have, they have done their own MRI, and they are not able to see all those things does not mean that the devil was not in operation. The devil was operating. Jesus saw the chains. Jesus saw who put it there. And Jesus broke it. 
And that's why the Bible tells us in the book of Psalm 68. If you read from verse number 6, it says, The Lord God Almighty set the solitary in family. He brings out those who are bound with chain. But the rebellious will dwell in dry lands. In other words, the Lord God Almighty knows that there are people who in the spirit, the enemy bounds up. So you can see from the scripture that the spiritual world is real. You can see from the scripture that the devil is real. Anybody who tells you the devil is wearing a honor is just, we'll get to that in a minute. But the devil is real, the Bible is making us understand. And some of the issues we face in life have spiritual roots. Not being able to move forward. Not being able to prosper. Not being able to get things done in life is, you know, they have spiritual roots. And if you don't know that, if you don't know that, if you are ignorant of the oppression of the devil, if you are ignorant of the oppression of the spiritual war, the devil will eat your lunch. That's what the Bible tells us. Look at the book of First Peter chapter 5. Don't think I'm making this thing up. Just look at that. Say, First Peter chapter 5. The Bible says, be sober. In other words, don't just be walking up and down. As if, you know how these people talk these days. What's going on? You know, he said, don't be sober. In other words, have your faculties in place. He said, be vigilant. Don't sleep. Don't have your senses dull. Be sober, be vigilant. Why? The Bible tells me, Paul, Peter was saying, he said, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking who he will do what? He will devour. In other words, if you go about life like a zombie, oh, boy. if you keep doing that, then you are a prime candidate for the enemy. That's what the Bible is telling you. Paul is, you know, when you, Paul is trying to let us to understand that. Sorry, Peter is trying to let us understand that. If you want, you must understand the reality of the spiritual. You must understand the reality of the operation of the spiritual. And if you don't understand it, the devil will eat you. The devil will destroy you. The devil will waste you. You will not be able to bear it. You will not be able to move forward. And Peter, Paul the Apostle said the same thing in the verse of the scripture we read this morning for our Bible study. If you look at the book of Ephesians chapter 6. In verse number 12, Paul the Apostle said, For you to know that the devil is real, he said, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. In other words, we are not fighting human beings. He said, But, we, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. In other words, you are in a battle, my brothers and sisters. The devil does not like your face. And he will do everything possible to mess you up. And if you allow him, he will mess you up. If you allow him, he will mess up your family. He will mess up your finances. He will mess up everything. And it doesn't matter whether you know, whether you believe the devil exists or not. He doesn't stop it. You have heard me say this several times. You don't have to believe the law of gravity. You don't. You don't even have to know about the law of gravity. Go to the Batman's Tower in Nashville, okay, and jump from there. You will know that there is, there is what is called the law of gravity. I'm not advising you to do a jump. Bro. I'm only saying that if you, want to, if you want to verify, go and try it. The point you are making is that you don't have to believe that the devil exists because it's already there. You don't have to accept it. You don't even have to take my word. Whether you believe it or not, it doesn't believe it, it doesn't matter. You are in a battle. 
The Bible says we do not wrestle, we, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Number two, Paul is telling us, he said the nature of your battle is spiritual, it's not physical. The nature of your battle is, 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 is spiritual, not physical. Number three, Paul is saying, you do not have an option to fight in this battle. As soon as you are on this world, as soon as you are a man, as soon as you become born again, you are enlisted in the battle already. Because you don't have your leader. They say, devil, leave me alone. No, I'm not in the mood to fight today. You say, okay, good for you. You are a very good candidate for me to take away. You don't have an option. You either fight or you what? Or you perish. That's basically what the Bible is saying. And that is why you have heard me say it here. If you are going to be a Christian, my brother, my sister, be a Christian. If you don't want to be a Christian, don't waste your time because this is a very dangerous business. This Christian thing that we are saying is a very dangerous business. If you do this Christian anyhow, the enemy will mess you up. The devil will mess you up if you don't know what you are doing. So the question this morning is that if you are engaged, you know, the question this morning is if we are engaged in spiritual battle, why is it that many people don't know about it? Especially in the church. Why is it that many people have no idea what we're talking about? Let me suggest to you that many people do not know about spiritual battle because number one, they have, they have been taught over a very long period of time that the spiritual does not exist. Everything you see here is just us. And that's why if you go to school, they tell you that you are a product of, uh, you are a product of chance and matter. That you came from ape. You came from amoeba. You were swimming in one primordial soup. And all of a sudden you came out and you became a human being. When they teach you that kind of bunch of rubbish for a very long time, you do not believe in the spiritual. That's why people don't know. Number two, people don't know because they have reduced the spiritual to fables. They think that they, uh, they consider the spiritual to be unicorns and the rainbows. And that's what people believe. And that's why they don't pay attention. Most people don't know about the spiritual because they ridicule the spiritual. They say, oh, hocus pocus. And they make fun of it. And because they make fun of it, more people don't believe in the existence of the spiritual. People don't believe in the existence of the spiritual because we have been conditioned to ignore it. When it's happened, they have a scientific reason. When somebody's misbehaving, they say it's because there's a chemical imbalance. Or there's something that happened. There was a proton that jumped from blood splitter and the neutron did this. They give you all sorts of very fancy logical explanation that they themselves don't believe, but because they want you to ignore it. That's why people don't believe in spiritual warfare. They don't believe in spiritual warfare because they think it's, it, it, is, it is not sophisticated enough. Those of us who stay in the high league and we do the things that we do, we don't have time to start talking about spiritual you know, warfare. You, you think that we are not, you are not, you are not sophisticated enough when you are talking about spiritual warfare. And that is why a lot of people are held in captivity. That is why with all the advancement in sciences, look at what is happening in the society. Look at what is happening to children. Look at what is happening to family. The enemy is busy having harvesting souls and they are speaking grammar. Yes, God is not that difficult, you know. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. And that's why the Bible tells us about Hosea. He said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And why not? Because God did not, you see, no, it's not because God did not show it to them, but because they have rejected the knowledge of the Almighty God. That's why a lot of people don't know anything about spiritual warfare. The issue now is that since spiritual warfare is very, very important, the question is, what do we mean when we're talking about spiritual warfare? What is this thing called spiritual warfare? Spiritual warfare, in a very simple layman term, is the battle that is to, is the battle to overcome the forces of the enemy that seeks to oppose the plan and purpose of God for your life. The Bible says, "I know the thoughts that I think towards you; they are the thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you an expected end." 
There is an intention that God has in store for you. There is something He has made available for you. When the Lord God Almighty made man, He said, Go and have dominion and they replenish the earth. That was the intention of the Almighty God. But when you come to spiritual battle, you are talking about there is a force that says that this is what God wants to give to you, but I will not let you have it. This is what the Lord God Almighty has want for your family, but I'm not going to let you have it. And that is why you see that in your dreams, all sorts of things are happening. You see yourself flying high in the dream, but you wake up and you are still in the same place. You see yourself getting a very good job in your dream, but you wake up you are still doing that crazy job. You see yourself having a beautiful family, but in the, by the time you wake up you see your family is, is in disarray. Because there is a battle between what God wants to accomplish and the enemy is saying this, you will not get it. That is what we're talking about, spiritual battle. Spiritual battle is a struggle to establish the will of God, despite Satan's opposition. In other words, you know what God has given unto you. You know what God has spoken unto you. You know the desires of the Almighty God for your life. And you say, what? Whether you like it or not, devil, I am going to get this thing. That is what is meant by spiritual battle. When you take your stand and you say, I'm going to take it by fire, by force. I'm going to take what belongs to me. I'm not going to allow you to just come and just walk over me and take what the Lord Almighty has given unto me. That is what we're talking about. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.